Okay, so today I'm starting on the, the new man in Christ. The new man in Christ. All right, Father, we thank you because your word is blessed. And even for those who are joining online, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I want to encourage you. Listen to me. Listen to me. You need to get a note. You need to have a writing material. If you don't have it today, I will pardon you. But by, next, by Tuesday, Sunday, get a note. Because it's a series that will help you. You need to write. You need to write because it is time for you to grow. Amen. The new man in Christ. Now, if I say the word new man, that means there is an old man. Because they cannot be new without the old. Am I, are you with me? So when I say the new man in Christ, that means there is a, a particular man, we call him maybe the old man, the Adamic man, that is not in Christ. Or that means there are two kinds of men. The one that is in Christ and the one that is not in Christ. Now, when we say the word Christian, who is a Christian? Now, a Christian is someone who is born again. Simple. When I say I'm a Christian, what I'm simply saying is that I have the life of God in me. I'm a child of God. I'm born again. It means I have entered into a relationship with Jesus Christ. It means I have, the, I have understood the fact that my old man was a sinful man. But my new man now is recreated in the image and in the likeness of God. Now, you see, the reason why most children of God fail is because they don't understand who they are in Christ. And I will give you a, um, a very good story to illustrate this. So, some years ago, I was a missionary, okay, to a part of Ogun State. So, I had to travel from Lagos to that remote part of Ogun State with my car. And, um, you know, those days, there, is, there are a lot of police checkpoints on the road. And they will stop me. Now, I used to dread this police stop and search for one reason. Number one, I was using a Golf 3, which was more synonymous with Frostar. Of course, that is not my problem. Number two, there is a particular document they kept asking me. That I've been disturbing people about. But they never stop. And what's that document? Anytime when they stop me, where's your driver's license? I will show them. Um, your road roadworthiness, I will show them. Your vehicle license, I will show them. Finally, they will ask me, where is the allocation of your plate number? Hey, allocation of plate number document. And I will say to them, oh God, all my documents are complete. They will say, no, yes, we agree with you, but there is no allocation of plate number. So I, I kept asking the guy, he said, oh, and the guy too could not help me. The one who helped me, you know, who did the document for me. Because you see, I engaged someone who went to the licenses office to get all my documentation for me. So, finally, on this particular day, I took the bold step to walk into the licensing office at Ogun State. To go and ask, guys, my papers are not completed. I want allocation of what? Plate number. Paper. Give it to me at any cost. I will pay for it. And the guy at the licensing office looked at me and said, he looked at all the papers. He said, sir, your papers are complete. 
I said, but what about allocation of plate number? He said, Ogun State does not use allocation of plate number. It's only for Lagos numbers. Wow. I said, so you mean? <laughs> Honestly, between you and I, a lot of time I have to tip them. Because they will stop me. I, I, so if I, even though I was a pastor, because they take me to the... I, I just believed that I was wrong. They intimidated me that I was wrong. But now only for me to realize that allocation of plate number was for Lagos. Oh, the next time. This time around, I was praying for them to stop me. My good God. Finally, God answered my prayer. Hey, Park! Oh, I, 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 I raised, I just, I, I, instead of always wanting to stop, you know when somebody's stopping you, you know, I don't know, those of you, have, you know, you have been before, there's another guy carrying gun at a distance, that if you don't stop, ah, I will show you. But this time I stopped. I increased my volume. I was playing my song. Where are your papers? I gave it to them. I know where the guy is going. Because I have so far in their hands. Pra, 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 pra. Your driver's license. I checked it. Then finally. Where is your allocation of plate number? I laughed. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? I said, sir, check my plate number. It's an Ogun State plate number. And so what? I said, sir, Ogun State does not use allocation of plate number. It's only meant for Lagos plate number. So I said, sir, go and check online. No, there was no online. I said, Child, let's go anywhere. Call your... And he looked at me and said, go. Go. I said, Otria. You know, for so long, I have been humiliated for something that was not the case. That guy that was humiliated, that was suffering from the hands of those people, suffered because of lack of what? Knowledge. Ignorance. When we say we are born again, what does it really mean to be born again? Because you see, without having that understanding of what, does, what it means to be born again, you cannot stand on your rights. You cannot stand to challenge the devil because the foundation of your faith is faulty. You don't even know who you are. You, you don't say, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian because they call you John. Because you go to church. Because you are you were born into a Christian family. That you don't, you don't even know what it means to be a Christian. What does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be born again? So now, when the challenges of life come to you, just as the Bible guarantees it will come to every man, you see a child of God responding with the principles and the template of this world. And after some time, his Christianity does not make sense to him because there is no difference between him and the guy who is not, Christ, who is not a Christian. There's no difference between his life and the life of someone who does not even know God. Because why? It's not that he doesn't know God, but he doesn't know who he is in God. Who is a Christian? Who is Jesus to you? Now, when we ask who Jesus is to us, do you know what most people say? 
He's my Lord and Savior. No, it's more than that. If Jesus is just Lord and Savior to you, believe you me, you can never live a victorious Christian life. Because Jesus is more than a Savior to us. He's more than a Savior. There is much more to Christianity than knowing Jesus as our Savior. Well, are you ready to discover it? Now let's go into where the Lord himself taught about the principles of Christianity. What it means to be born again. John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Follow me to John chapter 3. Then we'll come back later to an important thing. John chapter 3. So this is a, a religious man who knows the Bible, but is, the Bible does not know him. So he said, there was a man of the Pharisee named Nicodemus, ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be what? With him. Verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him. Now, pause. What was the question he asked? Go back. No man can do what? Are you following me? No man can do what? These miracles. Except God be what? Now, oftentimes people think that Jesus did not answer the question or the concern of Nicodemus. But I said to you, he did. Because the, the question of Nicodemus was that you are living a life of miracle. When everywhere around you we can see the hand of God. We, when you turn like this, where others are failing you, you are succeeding. When they say there is no way, somehow you emerge and there is a way for you. When things are going down, you are shining. What is your secret? That's how you can put it. What is the secret? And Jesus answered. That is the answer. He said, except a man be what? Born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Remember what Jesus was preaching was a repent. For the kingdom of God is what? Here. In other words, for you to experience miracle on a daily basis. For you to live the life of the miraculous. For you to have a life where God is always showing forth. The great access to that life, to see the miraculous in your life, is that you must be what? Born again. You must be born again. It means when you are born again, miracle become a daily occurrence in your life. When you are born again, you are walking and living in the realm of what? Miraculous. That's why you see that we always talk about testimony. Why? Every child of God, your life is a miracle. It's where you turn. In your business, you should see miracle there. In your marriage, you should see miracle there. If there is scarcity of miracle in your life, check your relationship with God. Did you get what I just said? Is the scarcity of the miraculous in your life? We should be surprised that we are not seeing miracles. Because in this kingdom, miracle is a daily occurrence. Nicodemus saw it and said, there is miracle all around you. Brother, 
When was the last? You see, miracle means the supernatural manifestation of God. Miracle means that which is beyond natural explanation. Miracle means that which defies logic. That which defies common sense. That which, when science looks at it, is unexplainable. That is a miracle. And that there needs to be miracle in your finances, in your marriage, in your business, in your career. Everything you touch, miracle should show forth. Because you are a child of God. Is somebody with me? Say with me, miracle is my daily lifestyle. You see, you should be surprised when you are in crisis and there is no miracle. Why? Because in this kingdom, we live in the miraculous. Sometimes people are surprised. I can't believe that just happened. He said, I would rather, me, my problem is that I would, I would rather be surprised if it doesn't happen. Because I understand that in every situation I have, I find myself, God always makes a way for me. Why? Because I know who I am in Christ. That was, do you realize that that's why Jesus was not panicking? Jesus was, he was likewise tempted in every way. He went through every form of trial. The question is, did those trials swallow him up? No, did those trials swallow him up? No. Did you see uh, Jesus running to Herod? Jesus had rich people in his church. Even one of them gave him his, his, um, his, his grave. Joseph of Arimathea. He had millionaires. Boy, do you see Jesus running out asking, please come and help me. Please come and help me. Ah, who will help me? <laughs> Boy, he will stand and say, I thank you, Lord, because you always answer me. Because he knows that, you see, a child of God will go through challenges. But the difference between him and the people in the world is that he or she, because of his relationship with God, always wins. Always wins. Always wins. In this kingdom, it's not that we will not go through trials. It's not that we will not go through challenges. But the outcome is always guaranteed. I always win. I always win. I always win. Why? Because I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. So you must understand that. So the next time any, any challenge come your way, what should you do? Just laugh. And you welcome that challenge. It's an anomaly for a child of God to start running out as though he has no God. You see, the problem is that such a person does not really know who he or she is in God. Is somebody with me? So I'm, I'm trying to just dissect John 3 for us. Then, verse 4. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? And he can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Now, so Nicodemus got an idea from what Jesus said. So he's not running it parallel. That what you are saying is that I must be born again from my mother's womb. Right? So look at it now. Jesus then went on to describe something. Verse 5. Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except, what is it now? A man be born of what? And of what? He cannot. Pause. Let me explain. There was a time all of us did not exist in this realm. We existed in the loins of our father. You existed as a liquid called sperm. For lack of mother, or let's call it semen. Liquid form. But, two things happened. The liquid came out, the egg came out, 
the liquid skull sperm fertilized the egg all right and then you emerged i emerged that is to be born of the flesh two components the semen and the egg now there's another life that is not a product of human semen and egg it's called the life in christ this is the life that Jesus came to give us. How did that life emerge? Jesus said, unless you are born of the water. What is water here? Well, you see, water here stands for the word of God. How do I know? Look at 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed. By what? The word of God. First Peter 1 Peter 1.23 Which liveth and abideth forever. So the first component, human conception, semen and hair, spiritual conception, the word of God and the spirit of God. These two things ushered in the life of God into our spirits. Now, do you know why most Christians are failing? Listen. If, um, I, 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 I will have asked Sister Precious, who is the nurse here, but say, Precious, what are the things that makes people require blood? Sickness. Good. So if somebody is sick and uh, maybe he had an accident, this situation now, he, he, he has lost blood, right? So what do they do? They, trans, all right, they, they transfuse blood into his system, right? Okay. And um, sometimes, depending, um, like how many pints sometimes, depending on the situation. But now, the blood that, they have been, that has been transfused into that man, what will he do for that man? Just tell us. It will back to give energy. It will give back energy? Yes. And what again? If there is no blood, what happens? The person can live. He can live. He dies. Yes. Watch. So the person dies because of the absence of what? Blood. That is how we operate on this earth. So blood is pumped. Transfused. Sometimes two pints, three pints, four pints. Because life is in the blood. What about our spirits? When you became born again, being born again does not mean there will not be crisis in your life or challenges in your life. But you must know that you are born of the Spirit and of the Word. You mean that no matter the nature of the situation, every child of God fails because when the challenges of life faces them, they don't take in, transfuse, the word of God into their spirits to give them the required energy and life to face that season of their life. Most Christians fail not because they don't have God, but because they are ignorance of the word of God. They lack the word of God in their spirits. Where the word of God is absent in your spirit, what emerges is a weak Christian. God is with him, but no strength to continue. 
Have you realized? How did Adam and Eve fail? It was not the fruit that they ate that made them to fail. Oh, you think that was the thing? Because when we talk about Adam and Eve, we say, oh, they, they sinned when they ate the fruit. No! The fruit was the destination. They failed because they had no foundation of the word. Go to Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. Look at it. Look at where they really failed. And it's still the same area most children of God are failing today. Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. Give it to me on the screen. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, watch, had God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Question, did God say this? Because you see, this is where most Christians fail. And God did not say that we will not lose. We lose some, we win some. The question here is, is there a lie here? Because this appears to be an innocent question. He said, God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Children of God, is there a, is, did God say this? Who, yes or no? Think about it. The devil started by just twisting the word of God. If you go back to Matthew, Luke chapter 4, it's the same thing he did for Jesus. Oh, you are hungry. Turn this stone to bread. Why do you think Jesus was responding in that season of challenge with it is written, it is written, and not with tears? And he could have started saying, let, let me go and call my mother, Mary. Let me go and call my father, Joseph. It's too there. And what he was doing was, he was giving the word because see, that is the component of salvation. That's a component. Salvation means deliverance, healing. Salvation means to be set free. God did not say this. Look at it. The key lie here, when you look at it, you shall not eat of every tree. No. God said, rather said, eat of every tree. But don't eat of one. Watch. Now, when he twisted that question, what he wanted to test was the knowledge of Eve in the word. Go to verse 2. Verse 2 for me. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat. Is it that the devil did not know that? No, are you telling me that the devil does not know? He was the one that asked the question. We may eat of every fruit of the trees of the garden. Right or wrong? She's right. Am I right? Good. Look at it. Verse, continue. Verse 3. But of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it lest you die. Is this true? Think about it. The devil said, now I have you where I need you. You don't know who you are. You don't know the word. That's why most people feel. Now, what is it that is not true here? Look at it again. She responded. But she said what was not true. Should I show you what she said that was not true? God never said, you should not touch. He only said, don't eat. In other words, you can touch it. But you don't eat it. There's no way. God gave them the instruction not to touch it. Hey, listen to me. To be born again means you are now born of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is now resident. You see, 
the spirit of God comes to be breathed in your human spirit. The two mixed together produce a new species. You are a new creature. I use the word creature, not creation. Because a creature means another species that has not been seen before. You have no record of past. But you see, this victorious life is produced by two things. The word and the spirit. Check any child of God that is running elter-skelter in times of trouble. Or that is always looking for a quick fix. Oh, Baba, see vision for me. Baba, you know, do you know what sells most? What sells most is when, when we try to sell. We, we want magic. Tell me everything that will happen. When I see such Christians, I've seen someone who wants someone to fix his or her spiritual life, but who is not ready to pay the price of staying with the word. Most of us don't have Bible. But yet we are saying God should bless you. Bless what? Bless your ignorance. When you are born of the water and of the spirit. In the midst, the Bible says that there are two people. One was wise, one was foolish. He said, this one built his house on a rock. Why? He was the type of man that any mountain, what did God say? Was, this, was in the word of God. But this other one, he said, even though he has built, he built on the sand. And when the rain fell, and the storm came, and the flood came, he said, the house fell flat because it has no foundation that was strong. When you are born again, you are born of the word. You are born of the spirit. The word of God in your life is not negotiable. It's life. God's word is life. I will let me tell you a short story. At a particular season of my life, when I sleep, I began to see this strange girl coming to me in the dream. By the time I finished having sex, I was just a young Christian in the dream. By the time I woke up or wake up, it would be as though it was so real. As in the old experience, I would have bedwetted and it was a major crisis for me. Of course. What they will tell you is that you need a deliverance. So I went for deliverance. And I fasted. I prayed. But after some time, this girl comes back in my dream. It went on, went on, went on. But one day, a seemingly not powerful preacher shared a message called the importance of quiet time. Having your daily Bible study. And he said, quiet time is the secret to spiritual power. It strengthens your spirit. Waking up every day. Reading your Bible, memorizing the word of God. He said, when your spirit is strengthened, every other thing will fall in place in your life. You will have victory. Some of you, when you sleep now, you know, you, somebody shoots arrow in your dream. They, they shoot you gone. I prayed for a woman the other day. You see, by the time she slept, she saw a snake biting her in her dream. And physically, the, the bite appeared. Then, you know, even though I prayed for her, but I know there is a sign that her spirit is weak. Do you know something? I cannot remember how that affliction stopped in my life. But all I can tell you is that every day when I wake up, I just begin to study. Not because of the thing that was happening, this spirit wife or whatever her name was. 
But because of the fact that I just want to be closer to God, how she became tired of coming to my dream, I don't know. Whoever she was, I don't know. But all I can remember that that affliction stopped. No extra prayer under heaven that I remember of. No extra fasting. What stopped? Well, this time around, even when I'm sleeping, I just play my Bible in the background. I wake up in the morning, I'm praying. What is it that you are going through? Anything the word of God cannot solve does not exist. Everything under heaven is subject to the authority of the word. The victory you seek will happen when you make the word of God your daily priority. Do you see where he failed? When she answered that question wrongly, no wonder the subsequent action began to be wrong. A judgment became wrong. Some of us are here now. And this morning, oh, this is how they, we don't do it in our place like that. We don't do it in our place like that. They said, bring money for masquerade now. You go and bring money for masquerade. Because in your place, that's how they do it. New Year Festival comes. Okay, yeah, we need to also do something to celebrate. You give it to them. You give it to them. Some of you, you say, oh, in our place, we don't eat this food. Because when you eat this food, eh? And you are a Christian. But you believe so much in your tradition and in your place. Uh, there, you cannot serve two masters. Unless, you see, you have to choose. It's either you are in the word of God or you choose your custom. But let me say something to you. When you obey one custom, you are bound by the rest of that custom. Yes. In my place, we don't marry from this place. Now you believe that. Now, the consequence is that you have bound yourself under that tradition. Every other thing which is unspoken that comes from that place, even though you carry Bible, you start saying it in your life. Because you see, you're, you don't know that you are no longer in that place. You are now in Christ. Jesus, that is your new place. Anything that is contrary to the word of God, you let go of your place and say, my Bible says this. Some of you here, you are here, you are still doing some fetish thing. I don't blame you. The reason why you have to be so fetish, you are so fetish. You go and put this in your, in your in, you know, let me give you an answer. My, my son, my first son could not walk after about over one year. He was not walking. Then one day, Somebody within the church came. I said, Pastor, this boy may not walk. You see, I told you, challenges will come to everybody. After one year, the boy, you, you, even they used to think that maybe the boy was an Arab. His hair became so coy. We were buying multivitamins and things. Then somebody who loves us. You know, when you are in challenges, there will always be those who love you. The only thing that they may love you too much, that what they are telling you will not be in line with the word of God. You see, if you have not gone through such phase in your life, I'm not prophesying it. In your Christian walk, you will go through such a season in your life. Where people, you see, your faith and the word of God, what you believe. And what, because you see, it will look as if the Bible is not producing the results so fast. Every, I have gone through it. You, it's not a prophecy. You will go through it. Jesus went through it. Where even his own faith was tested. He had to say, not my will, but your will be done. There will be times as a child of God, you two just want to dog one see small. Because it's like the word of God that this word of God, all the are too slow. You will go through it. It's a period where the foundation of your faith in the word is being tested. So the woman said, you know pastor, you know what you do, need to do? 
Say, get a broom. Put it at your entrance or where the boy normally crossed. Say, if the boy keep crawling over the broom, believe you me, within one month he will walk. Say, broom? So my wife came, do you know what this person said? That we should put broom. Now we are desperate for a solution. We want our boy to walk. But you see, let me tell you something. Any solution that is outside of God, number one, you will get the solution but it will open another problem for you. The devil has solution, no? But the, let me tell you the devil's solution. The devil gives you the solution, but that solution comes with a new problem that you cannot see. And oftentimes, you, a lot of them, people wish at the end of the day that they have stayed with their initial problem. So I told my wife, I said, we're not going to do this. Where is it in the Bible? This thing, do you know what that broom signifies? I don't know it, but it must have a spiritual significance. So, and I, I don't see it there. So the Lord that gives us this boy will sort it out. So we refuse to accept it. And of course, my, have you done it? No, we have not done it. We are not going to do it. And you know, we have to make our stand clear. I, say, ah, I have said my own. Oh, no. But do you know the, the thing? Of course, look at the boy today. Is he not working? About, I think about two weeks later, the boy just on his own start walking without any broom. Now, maybe if I have gone to use the broom, that two weeks will come. But what do you think I would think I've done it? The broom. Now, maybe today, now, when I rebuke the boy and he doesn't listen, what do you think the only thing that the boy will start listening to? Somebody said APC. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? That's what we have. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, let's quickly look at our new identity in Christ. Now, when this process takes place, when you become born again, how do you become born again? Of course, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 says, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe with all thy heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto salvation, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. Now, but the question is, when you say you are born again, who are you? What's your new identity? Now, I quickly want to run down through some key words. Number one, you are redeemed. But there is more than redemption for you. Colossians chapter 1 verse 14 says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. But pause there. What is redemption? Redemption is the price that, that was paid to set you free. So when we talk about redemption... For instance, now, it means when I pay dowry, when you hear the word dowry, it means, okay, I have, I have paid a certain amount or whatever to be able to have legitimate right to bring this woman as my wife. That's what dowry means. When you hear the word ransom, ransom means the amount that was paid to, to, to set somebody free from the power of kidnapping. Now, when you hear the word redeemed, it means a payment that was made to set someone free from captivity. So, now we are redeemed. But Christianity is more than re being redeemed. Redemption is a means. It's not the end. So you see somebody say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed. Praise the Lord. Hey, listen to me. If that is the only part of Christianity you know, you can't succeed. Mm -hmm. why? 
Redemption means your debt has been cancelled. Redemption means you have been brought out of that bondage through the blood of Jesus. But you see, that was not where Jesus stopped. He went on to do more for you than just redeeming you. He didn't just cancel our debt. He didn't just bring us out of captivity. He did more than redemption. Tell your neighbor, he did more than redeeming you. What else did he do for us? Let's go. Number two, you are free from the bondage of Satan in no particular order. You are free from the bondage of Satan. The redeem Colossians 1.14 says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Now, you are free from the bondage of Satan and sin. Romans chapter 6 verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. Now, have you seen somebody say, I don't know, but you see, it's not me. Anytime I want to stop this thing, I cannot just stop. No. Sin shall not have dominion over you. I said, sin shall not have dominion over you. So you can stop anything the day you became born again. Why? It is not you that needs to stop it. There is a power. There is a person in your, at work in your life. It's the life of God. Sin shall not have dominion. You can stop anything. Anything can be stopped. The only thing is that you must yield to the Lord. You must learn to yield to the Lord. Victory comes when we yield to the Lord. Anytime I want to stop this social media habit, I just find myself going. Instead of you just stopping, why don't you say I'm born again? I'm a child of God. Sin shall not have dominion over me. The old of this bad habit is broken over my life. Holy Spirit, take more of me. Here I am. And you know what? You begin to transfuse spiritual blood, the word of God, into your system. That's a place of victory. Amen, somebody. Number three. You have been transferred into the kingdom of God. Your new status. You have been transferred into the kingdom of God. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 says, Who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Do you now see? So he redeemed us from darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So Jesus did not just redeem us. No, he brought us out to bring us in into a new life. Oh, somebody, are you hearing me? He brought us into a new life. That's the life of Christ. So every child of God, you are in a new kingdom. And do you know why we fail? We don't understand the principles of that kingdom. So we talk. Jesus said, even though you are in the world, you are not of what? Of this world. The next one. You are now righteous. You are now righteous. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah. Now, haven't you heard people say, nobody is holy? Haven't you heard that word before? I'm sure some of us have said it. No man is righteous. No, not one. No. You see, how did we say we are righteous? How did we know we are righteous? There's another word the Bible uses. It's called justification. Now, let me just end with this. 
Follow me now. Let me just explain something. How did we become righteous? Romans chapter 4 verse 25. He who has delivered us because of our transgression, he who has delivered us over because of our transgression and was raised up because of our justification. Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you what justification means. I went yesterday to go and research the legal term. What lawyers understood by the word justification. And the summary is this. Let me read from the um, law definition. It said, a sufficient or acceptable excuse or explanation made in court for an act that is otherwise unlawful. Sufficient and acceptable excuse or explanation made in court for an act that is otherwise unlawful. Let me give you this. Somebody killed someone. I like that's what I gave in first service. Now, the argument is not that he didn't kill, but he, he appeared in court and said, Yes, I'm not saying that I did not kill. Yes, I, I'm the one that killed this man. But I did it on the grounds of self defense. Now, what the man is saying. When the Bible said that Jesus Christ justified us, he said, yes, I killed. Self-defense now means a justifiable reason, explanation that proves that if what is actually wrong, to then give it a basis, an excuse that makes a wrong action right. Now, this man goes to say, they will ask him, why do you say it's a self-defense? Maybe they says, you know, I came down from my car. So as I was about to open the trunk of my car, this guy came from nowhere. He pointed a gun at me. Whilst the gun was on my head, he began to dispossess me of all my belongings. Just then, I, I, I got a, a, an opportunity to take the gun from him. So I took the gun, but he began to wrestle with me. Then I shot him. Now, do you understand now? So, it's not that the guy was not dead. But now, the occasion, the judge then examined the case and said, you are justified. Yes, you have done wrong. But before the law, there is a legal basis for you to have done what you did on the grounds of self-defense. Now, how did you become righteous? Because you see, when Jesus died for you, he shed his blood. That was redemption that took place. His blood paid the price. So the Bible says when he died, you also died with him. Now when he was buried in the eyes of the law of God, Jesus never committed any sin. But when asked, Jesus, why are you doing this? He said, I'm doing it for her. I'm doing it for him. I'm doing it for him. Because for all have sinned, and falling short of the glory of God. So he took all those sins and said, but I have not sinned. So now he took your place and my place in the eyes of the Lord. So we, as Jesus was being crucified, who was being crucified? You and I. As he was being buried, who was being buried? You and I. He took it for you and I. Then, so redemption, the price was paid. But there's another part resurrection 
Now, when he was resurrected, now, the devil could not keep him in the grave. He had paid the price for your sin, for my sin, for every of our sin. Bible said, for God so loved not only Christians, but the world. So, even the guide out there, who, who is still a sinner, he needs to know. This is why the gospel is that Jesus has paid the price for your sin. Jesus is no, God is no longer mad at you. He has, he died not for Christians, but for the world. All you need is to accept that gift of salvation. This is what it means to be born again. Now, justification then means you appear before God. You are no longer blameless. You are without sin. All your record of wrong does not exist anymore. Because why? It was buried with Christ. It was buried with Christ. So now, you are in church. As you are, some of us would say, I'm a former sinner. Now in Christ. No, you are not a former sinner now in Christ. You are never a sinner. Because a newborn babe does not have past record. How many of you who are giving birth to a child? Somebody comes to say, your child is owing me. The boy you just gave birth to. Somebody says, he's owing me. You say, why? why? He said, because he resembles his father. Even though he, because he has his father's nose, he has his father's ear, he cannot owe you. His father may owe you, but not this boy. That is who you are. Justification means you have no record of wrong. Jesus' blood, he died and rose again. Your salvation, you are justified to be a child of God. Justification. So now you say, ah, now that you say you are born again, then you say, ah, but you remember how many abortions you have done? You say, me? Abortion. Me. Abortion. Say, yes, you. Abo me. That person you are talking died with Christ. <laughs> this one is a virgin. <laughs> Tear robber. Not untouched robber. Why? She's not lying. It's because she understood that you see the Bible says, go with me. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Let's, let's end with that. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Everybody, everybody, let's go there. Second Corinthians chapter 5. I love this place. Oh God. Are you there? Verse 15. And, and that he died for all. That they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves. But unto him which what? Died for them and did what? Rose again. Verse 16. Wherefore henceforth know we no man after what? After what? The flesh. Yea, though we, we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man, John, Chinedu, wherever put your name, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? A new creature. A new species. He has no record. All things have what? All things are what? So when the devil is tormenting with your past, say, all my past have what? Passed away. And behold, all things have become? This is righteousness here. That newness is righteousness. That's a righteous you. So when somebody say, nobody is righteous, say, yes, I agree, but not me, I am righteous. Why? Because in this kingdom, 
Jesus Christ purchased righteousness for me. In your kingdom, you have to work for righteousness. But in this kingdom, we receive righteousness as a gift. Not of works, lest any man should boast. It is the gift of God. In this kingdom, you see, when you see people, righteousness is like a wages. What you work for, there is, I have not done anything bad. So because of that, I'm not a sinner. In this kingdom, I'm not saying I've not done anything bad. But what I'm saying is that that bad person died with Christ. Now, he gave me his own righteousness. Not because I've worked for it, but because he loved me. When you fight from the place of righteousness, no devil can defeat you. No devil can defeat you. No devil can defeat you. Who is a born again child of God? A born again child of God is one that I've now understood, believed, and receive the fact that Jesus died, redeemed me. When he resurrected, he justified me. And by his justification, I'm made right with God. I'm in right standing with God. God is not mad at me. God is not mad at me. God is not mad at you. And do you know the good news? We need to tell the world that God is no longer mad with us. God is rather madly in love with you. Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. That rest is yours. That rest is yours. Rest is yours. Can you stand to your feet and say, Lord, thank you for the gift of salvation. I'm a child of God. You see, I don't know whatever you are struggling with. All you need to do today, hand it over to God. Hand it over to Him. You know, when I said the word rest, I just had this, a conviction in my spirit, a witness in my spirit. You came to church with every burden. It's because you have been trying to solve everything by your own strength. Yeah, even though you are a child of God, but you don't really trust God to handle it. And God is at his pain to see you suffering. All because you don't trust him enough. Today you can rededicate your life to him. You can acknowledge, Lord, I don't want to continue to, to sort things out. As for me, this custom and tradition is not taking me anywhere. I will follow your word. Maybe some of us felt we have failed. Maybe when I said the word, you know, fetishness, you know that you are guilty of it. But listen to me, when he reveals, he redeems. Because I will not lie to you, when I said the word fetish, you see, it struck in my spirit that someone here, you are actually fetish. You've been going from places to places looking for a quick fix. And the devil is about to trap you. But today, I don't know who you are. But God is setting you free. If only you can just trust him. I just feel that today somebody's day of deliverance. If only we can just, as we pray right now, I just want you to just give Jesus a place. Say, lay it all down at my feet. It will help you. You see somebody, a new season has come for you. It's a season of glory. It's a season of power.
is a season of favor. Is it somebody you are entering into a new season of favor? I, I, I hear the word unusual manifestation of God. You see, God is about to do something for someone. Mark it, mark it. This prophetic word is for someone that if only you will lay down, you are about to see the greatest miracle that you cannot even imagine because God is stepping into the affairs of your life. But what do you need to do? Get to the point where you lay it all down today. Say, Lord, I'm surrendering all. I'm beginning to declare, Ah, Father, I'm your child. I'm coming back to you as a, as a prodigal son. Have your way in my life. I love you, Jesus. Everywhere can you just go and just talk to God? I don't know who you are. I don't know what the Lord has ministered to you. But God is not mad at you. He's been waiting for this moment where you will come to him. He's been waiting for this hour where you make things right with him. Just come to him right now. Say, Lord Jesus, oh, I want to be born again. I'm rededicating my life to you. I'm a child of God. Oh, I'm rededicating my life to you, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus, in my life. Take all of me. Oh, Jesus, here I am. Here I am. Here I am, Jesus. Here I am, Jesus. Here I am, Jesus. Jesus is making all things new in your life today. You have told all night and caught nothing. But by the word of the Lord today, a new season of harvest has come. A new season of help has come. You are a child of God. Even though the young lion do lack and suffer hunger, they that wait upon the Lord shall not lack any good thing. He knows you by name. He will take care of you. He will help you. All he needs is for you to trust him back again. Trust him back again. Trust him back again. Everybody talk to God. Because somebody today, God is just making new things. The devil has condemned you so long. But today, that spirit of condemnation for the past wrong, you have not forgiven yourself for the things you have done. Listen, there is somebody here. You kept beating yourself for the mistakes of the past. Each time you remember, it's like something you wish had never happened. But let me tell you, it's the devil that is tormenting you. Today, I want you to boldly declare all things have passed away. Yes. Behold, all things have become new. Oh, yes. You felt that you will never get that opportunity again because it's like it is lost. Not with God. All things are becoming new. Oh, yes. If you are the one, why don't you just say, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Everybody just talk to God. You see, God, I, the Spirit of God is here today. Making all things new, helping you. Sorting you out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I know I haven't heard what it means to be born again. Some of you really want to be born again. Maybe you feel that what you did the other time was just a religious experience. You didn't know what it means to be born again. But now you want to give your life to Christ. You want to be born again. Or some of you, you felt you need to rededicate your life so that consciously you walk in the awareness of who you are as a child of God. Well, congratulations. Jesus is here to make all things new. 
So if you're the one, you want to give your life to Christ, you want to be born again, you want to rededicate your life, why don't you just place your right hand on your chest? And he wants to make all things new for you. God bless you. I see those hands. God bless you. You are making the best decision of your life. It's called the assurance of salvation. God bless you. Just place those hands on your chest. Online, just do the same thing. I'm going to be praying for you right now. Now say, say this words after me. Say, dear Lord Jesus. I come to you this morning. I come to you this morning. Just as I am. Just as I am. I confess with my mouth. I confess with my mouth. That I am a sinner. That I am a sinner. In need of your salvation. In need of your salvation. Today, Lord Jesus. Today, Lord Jesus. I believe. I believe. And I confess. And I confess. That you are the Son of God. That you are the Son of God. Who came to this world. Who came to this world. You died for my sins. You died for my sins. You were buried. You were buried. And you rose from the grave. And rose from the grave. I open my heart to you. I open my heart. Come to into you. my life, Lord Jesus. I repent. I repent. From every sinful ways. From every sinful and I turn to you, Jesus. I turn to you, Jesus. 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 Come into my life into my and be my Lord and my personal Savior. Wash away all my sins with your precious blood. Today, Lord Jesus, I am redeemed by your blood. I am justified by your blood. And I receive the gift of righteousness through your resurrection. I declare I'm a child of God. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul today. I am born again. Born of the Spirit of God. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for all those who today have come to lay it all down at your feet. To make you their Lord and Savior. I thank you because today marks a new beginning in their lives. In the name of Jesus. Now I commend this one to you and to the word of your grace. Rise up and, be, and flourish. Rise up to grow. Rise up into a new life in Christ Jesus. I pray for you today that your relationship with Jesus will flourish. In the name of Jesus. I pray that you discover a new dimension of the love of God for your life. Thank you, Father God. You. Now, Lord, I pray for everyone that the devil has harassed with heavy burdens. Those who have refused to forgive themselves. Those whose spirit is downcasted. I pray for everyone, oh God, under the unction of our voice. Whom the devil is harassing with burdens. Those who have sought alternative help from you, oh God. Today we receive the mercy through the blood of Jesus. Amen. We thank you for the mercy that is in the blood of Jesus. Now I pray for your children. For it is written that whosoever the Son of God shall set free is free indeed. I declare over your life every harassment of the devil, every demonic harassment, every spirit of bitterness, every hold of unforgiveness, 
every old of depression, every old of discouragement, whatever it is that has harassed your life, that has held you bound, that has held you captive, that has deprived you of the joy of God. I stand as a servant of God to declare over your life today you are delivered. Amen. You are set free Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now let the joy of the Holy Ghost overwhelm you. Amen. Let the joy of the Lord renew your strength. Amen. Arise and fulfill your destiny in Amen. God. Anyone who the thought of failure has aroused, you felt you are a failure. Now I say what the Lord is saying to you. That things have not worked out does not mean you have failed. If only you would trust God, even your failure, the Lord says to you, all things are working together for your good. This is not the end of the road for you. I see a new season. It's a season of glory. I see a new season. It's a season of joy. Now I prophesy. Receive grace to enter into the season. Receive grace to enter into the season. Receive grace to enter into the season. In the name of Jesus. I hear the word weeping might have endured for a night. But joy cometh in the morning. Today, I declare over you, your season of rejoicing has come. Your season of rejoicing has come. Your season of rejoicing has come. Fear not, for I am with you, saith the Lord. Be not afraid, for I am your God. I will show you great and mighty things that you don't even know of. Have I not said it? Will I not bring it to pass? I will even make a way for you in the wilderness. Leave us in the desert. This is what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Now I declare over that person today, this desert season is over. The Lord is making way for you in the wilderness. There is rivers in the desert. There is rivers in the desert. There is rivers in the desert. I hear the word of the Lord is saying to somebody, I will help you. I will help you. I don't know who you are. But it's like a season of helplessness. For the Lord is arising for your help. His glory shall be seen upon you. The Lord is arising for your help. His glory shall be seen upon you. He said, shall a mercy mother forget her infants? He said, yes, even though it's possible. Say, I the Lord will not forget you. Yes. I the Lord will not forget oh, you. Yes. You'll be saying, Lord, where is your face? But oh, yes. the Lord is saying, My face is on you. Oh, yes. My face is on you. Oh, yes. He's helping you now. 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 Oh, yes. Receive the help of God today. Oh, yes. Receive the help of God today. Oh, yes. Receive the help of God today. Oh, yes. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to me. I feel a, a burden lifting anointing. Oh, yes. I want everyone to just pray concerning whatever it is that is troubling your heart right now. I just feel the Lord is sorting people out right now. I just want you to talk to God from the depth of your heart. I, 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 there's a miracle taking place right now. Somebody got God, there's an, an anointing here. There's an anointing here. Lifting burdens. You are today. You are going to see the mighty hand of God. I, I tell you, somebody. 
Just pray, talk to God. Whatever it is, talk to God from the depth of your heart. Pray to your Father. Pray to your Father. Pray to your Father. He's a good Father. Talk to your Father. He wants to help you. He's a good Father. He's making a way for you today. He's making a way for you today. In Jesus' name, Amen. Can you lift your hands today? Say, call upon me and I will answer. Oh, yes. And I will show you. Oh, yes. I will reveal to you. Oh, yes. I will manifest to you. Oh, yes. Great and mighty things. Oh, yes. Lord, every hand that is lifted up as a sign of surrender. Today, under this auction, I pray for you. Oh, yes. Receive the help of God. Amen. Receive the help of God. Amen. By this anointing of the Holy Ghost, you are returning back here in this house oh, yes. with a testimony of how the Lord made a way for you. Amen. Receive it right now in the name of Amen. Jesus. Receive it right now in the name Amen. of Jesus. I know something is taking place. Oh, yes. So, Lord, I bless you for every hand that is lifted up. Thank you, Jesus. To him that believeth, all us. things are possible. Oh, yes. As many who believe that you can help them, as many who is tapping into this unction and grace, oh, yes. I declare, I receive. let your help manifest in their lives. Amen. We are children of the Most High oh, God. Yes. We have a merciful Father. Oh, yes. Even a lawful captive is set free. Oh, yes. Guilty or not guilty. The blood of Jesus has answered for you today. Amen. I plead the mercy of the blood over your life. Amen. Now enter into your season of help. Amen. Enter into a season of divine intervention. Amen. For the Lord will arise and his glory shall be seen upon you. Amen. He brought you here today so that he can turn things around for the better. Amen. Now receive his grace. I receive his, receive his help. I receive his help. In Jesus' precious name we are praying. Amen. Amen.